Welcome to Women on Wealth, a podcast by women for women. Our mission is to empower women to embrace the discussion around wealth, demystify finance and market-related topics, and break down the emotions that surround these decisions. Your host is Julina Ogilvie, partner and wealth advisor with Principal Wealth Partners. She's a certified private wealth advisor and a certified investment management analyst with over 20 years of industry experience. Well, welcome everyone to Women on Wealth. This is Jelena. I wanted to spend time today on the podcast with a quick review of the economy and markets as we enter the second half of 2021. The agenda is to cover six key items that are being addressed in the markets today. The first is where we are in this U.S. economic recovery. The second is the performance we've seen in equities and where it's coming from. Third, what the industry has coined the meme stocks. Monetary policy going forward and the implications. Fifth, this debate around inflation. And finally, a reminder that volatility is normal. The first is the U.S. economy. This continues to be a path of recovery. Since last March, it has been tremendous. In fact, the best period of growth in 100 years. Today, as we approach full employment, although still growing, it has slowed a bit, which is expected following such a sharp initial recovery seen last year. We believe the pent-up demand that we have seen as people return to a normal life and as we approach herd immunity from the vaccine will continue to drive this recovery. The economy should continue trending back to the growth rate we were at prior to the pandemic. And this is a reason for optimism in the markets ahead. The second, not only has the economy been strong, but the equity markets have certainly led the charge. As of mid-July of this year, it's up over 17%. And the S&P last year, despite a 33% drop in March, which many of us recall, it ended the year positive 16% in 2020. But what's really interesting is what has driven these returns since the market bottom, which are characterized in three phases. The first phase began last March with unprecedented stimulus, a partial reopen, which led to a very narrow market rally specific to technology that ran up 57%. And then from September through November, The markets were down about 7%, reacting to uncertainty as kids returned to school or didn't return to school, concerns of a second wave, and then, of course, the U.S. election. The third phase started last November and through the first half of this year has been a rotation into more cyclical names, small companies versus large, and value names over growth names. This has all been on positive news of the vaccine rollouts, the continued strength we see in the economy, but coupled with growing debate on inflation. As the economy begins to normalize back to a long-term trend and inflation fears calm as seen a bit more recently, we would expect another shift back to the growth names over value in the longer term. Third, the drivers of these equity markets have also been enhanced by what's been coined the meme stocks. They're defined as stocks with dramatic price increase and swarm trading by investors with no regard to fundamentals or technicals of that company. GameStop was the most notable earlier in the year, followed by BlackBerry, Kodak, and more recent AMC, up more than 2,850% 
They experienced four trading halts, and their market cap even reached half of the value of the entire S&P 500. With Robinhood, which is the commission-free stockbroker that began this craze, now planning to go public and recently agreeing to pay the Securities and Exchange Commission a $65 million penalty fee for misleading their customers, one has to wonder if the meme trade, like many other past fads, is beginning to fade. On the monetary side, the Federal Reserve continues its quantitative easing, or what, what's known as QE. With interest rates near zero, the Fed created this program of quantitative easing back in the financial crisis as another way to provide liquidity and spur activity in the market. This program expands their balance sheet by buying bonds, primarily treasuries and MBS, which are mortgage-backed securities. There were three rounds of QE following the financial crisis, and then with the pandemic, they launched QE4 and are currently purchasing $120 billion a month in bonds. In the June meeting, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell indicated the Fed would remain highly accommodative, keep interest rates, low, rates near zero, and continue this current pace despite a projection of better economic growth and higher short-term inflation. What did change was their prediction of when they will raise rates. On average, these members didn't add one but two rate increases for 2023. But before they raise rates, there is consensus in the market that they will like, likely taper this bond purchasing program first. In fact, all eyes are on the August meeting in Jackson Hole. With this said, it's important to look back to May of 2013, when at the time, Fed Chair Ben Bernanke hinted that they would begin to taper their bond purchase at the time of $85 billion a month. Although the markets did not like that, equities fell and rates spiked, it was a short-term emotional reaction, and equities were up 14% a year later. Inflation is top of mind as our debt continues to increase from both monetary and fiscal policy. It's grabbing the headlines as the economy continues to reopen and we are seeing a supply demand imbalance that has created bottlenecks through the system. Lumber is just one example. That price has tripled. So the question that arises, is this inflation transitory or are there longer term concerns? Although inflation long-term could be a risk, much of the data suggests that it is transitory, but this is something that we continue to monitor here at Principal Wealth Partners. And finally, it's important to keep a perspective on the volatility, or rather the lack of volatility, in the markets so far this year. Despite the equity markets ending positive about 75% of the time, going back to 1980, there are intra-year declines within each and every calendar year. There's not a lot I can promise you when it comes to predicting market returns, but one that I can is that the markets go down every year. And the reason we can't predict these is because most often than not, they are an emotional reaction and are not representative of the fundamentals at that time. On average, a 5% correction occurs three times every year. So far, our worst at the half point of 2021 is we were down 4%. In fact, if you think back to the financial crisis at the bottom of March of 2009, since then we have seen 36 setbacks of 5% or more, which is an average of three per year. 
If you believe in a reversion to the mean, we would expect the markets to have some volatility in the second half of this year. However, we have seen record corporate earnings and these estimates continue to move higher for 2022 and even into 2023. While we may see short-term volatility based on emotions, it is the fundamentals that drive the equity performance over the long term. Please reach out, of course, if you have any questions, and thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to Women on Wealth, by women, for women. Stay up to date by subscribing to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit www.principalwealthpartners.com or join us on Facebook and LinkedIn.